0: Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now.
1: The passage that I'm reading from Acts is a lot more difficult to hear. Preview, it's the uh, stoning of the first Christian martyr, Stephen. So get ready for that. Um, It's part of our sermon series over the next several weeks, The Bible's Believe It or Not. And I previewed this last week, but if you notice on Facebook, when I posted about this series, I basically ripped off Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. It says this, Join us over the next four Sundays as the unbelievable comes alive right before your eyes. And you will marvel with incredulity as you consider the curious commands of Christ. It's hard to believe, but undeniably true what Jesus asks Christians to do. Last week, we learned that Christians are asked to share and to hold everything in common. This week, we learn we are to forgive 70 times seven. Next week, we are to laugh even at, and maybe especially at ourselves. And finally, we are to move on with hope in a future that is held by Christ Jesus, who is our risen Lord. It's really pretty wild, rather unbelievable, And what I've asked us to do as we consider these commands for the Christian community is to think a little bit about yourself and which one comes most easily to you. Sharing, forgiving, laughing at yourself, moving on. And then give yourself a pat on the back and be pleased that you are gifted and called and you're moving as a disciple but then I'm also asking you to think about which one is more difficult sharing forgiving laughing at yourself moving on think which one is most difficult for you and then take a deep breath and offer a word of encouragement to yourself and commit to continuing to grow in discipleship and then finally i've asked us to consider these four things as a community as the called people of covenant presbyterian church and to think about that which one of these four callings is the easiest for us and which one is most difficult for us as a community of faith And when the series wraps up, we'll have some time to circle around and to share what has come up for us in this time. Now, today's passage I mentioned is on forgiveness, and it's from a really difficult section in the Bible. I think it's appropriate to offer a trigger warning here. This is difficult. It's the recording of the death of the first Christian martyr, Stephen. Stephen was not one of the 12, but he had been anointed by the 12 to do the work of that newly forming Christian community that we learned about last week, that was dedicated to sharing and giving to one another. And his work is to distribute food to the people in need. Well, the Bible assures us that he was wise, and that he was kind, and that he was full of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us that he was also a threat and the council, they accuse him falsely of blasphemy. And that's where we pick up the story for today. So here now, it is the word of God for you who are the people of God. When the council heard these things, they became enraged and they ground their teeth at Stephen. But filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But the council covered their ears. And with a loud shout, they all rushed together against him and they dragged him out of the city and they began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. And while they were stoning Stephen, he prayed. He prayed, Lord, receive my spirit. And then he knelt down and he cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold their sin against them. When he had said this, he died. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, today, as we approach the topic of forgiveness, we are going to start with a book. Well, technically, we started with the Bible, but now we're going to start with another book. It turns out that Gary Chapman, who's the author of the best selling Five Love Languages, do you all remember this book? that Gary Chapman also has a book called The Five Languages of Apology, how to experience healing in all of your relationships. So he takes up this idea that people have different styles of communication and he applies that to apology styles regarding forgiveness and how it should be pursued. So I'm going to briefly describe to you the five apology languages set forward by Dr. Gary Chapman. The first language of apology is simply expressing regret. It's a way of saying you're sorry about something that happened to someone else. There are a few different ways to do this. But the most common is by saying something like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Pretty straightforward. First apology style, expressing regret. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Number two, the second apology style is accepting responsibility. And this style has you acknowledging that you played a part in the events precipitating the need for the apology. So in this apology style, you're saying something like, I really shouldn't have let that happen. Maybe I know I have a problem and I'm working on it or I have a long way to go, but I'm trying my best to be a better person. You get the idea. That's apology two, style two, and that's accepting responsibility. Number three is making restitution. So in this case, there are reparations involved. So say for example, there's been some supper club drama and you've broken the hostess's plate. With this style, you might say, I'm so sorry I broke that plate. Can I replace it for you? Or maybe even I'll make it up to you by bringing a nice bottle of wine the next time. That's apology three, making restitution. The fourth style is asking for forgiveness. So this style works in that you're seeking connection with the person who's been offended. Permission to move on. And in this apology, you answer an offense with, will you please forgive me? The final style is one that uses explicitly religious language. Apology style five is genuinely repenting. Now, we know from the Bible that repenting is from a Greek word, and it means turning away from something and turning towards something new. And as an apology style, genuinely repenting means that you're feeling remorse for what you did, and you're also making sure that it will never happen again. It involves accountability, and it involves truly changing your ways. Now I'm not gonna ask you which style you are because I know it's a lot to think about or maybe one of them really uh, struck your fancy there. But if you have any other questions, I'm just gonna point you to the online quiz, Dr. Chapman's website for the five apology styles. I've never scrolled through as many apologies in my life. (laughs) The main point here is that apologies resonate with people in different ways. And that's helpful. That's good to know that there are a lot of ways that we as a people get to forgive. Now my son has been working on apologies recently. I admit I paid him $5 to text his friend, I'm sorry. (laughs) He's testing out, dad, I didn't mean to do that, I'm sorry mom I'll never say that bad word again in my life I promise he's doing a good job and I'm proud of him and I tell him that I like being a Christian and coming to church on Sunday because we get practice at saying we do something wrong every Sunday is pretty unique in our world today we get the opportunity to confess corporately together and in silence before god and with one another i think it's really important really important in this day and age in this world full of posturing and bravado and violence and division that in worship we as a community form our mouths and we move our hearts to humility before our higher power. And we can say, without anyone giving us $5, that we are sorry, that we are not perfect, that we have failed. When we participate in the work of the people in worship, when we take part in the liturgy, apology becomes something that's not scary. threatening or destabilizing it's heartfelt it's habit and it's holy confession is an act of worship an act of surrender where we lay our brokenness before God and we acknowledge that God is the source of our strength our hope and our healing we acknowledge in confession that God is the one who can make us whole. And we offer our praise because we believe that God does forgive, even us, even you, even me. In confession, we are transformed, and in that transformation, we find joy of forgiveness and also strength for the journey of faith. Because of course, we also know And I would be remiss not to add that religious communities don't just offer spaces of confession and reassurance and comfort and joy. They are all too often places where we are silenced, even deceived. They are often places of harm. In his article, Overcoming Hurt in the Church, Nazarene pastor Kevin McDonald says that the most painful thing in the world is being hurt by the church. He describes the time when he was discerning a call to ministry and the senior pastor said, no, I don't think God has given you the gifts needed to be a pastor. Kevin shared that he just cried and the rejection hurt him. And he was angry for days and months and even years. And in this article, he shares the steps that he took toward healing. And he offers those as a template for us, a way forward for Christians who have been hurt by the church and yet still seek and still want the forgiveness that is only found there. The first step, he says... This is not blockbuster this is not alarming the first step he says is pray pray to God and remember that the church is not God the pastor is not God the session is not God the church ladies are not God (laughs) remember that God is not the one who hurt you and pray Approach God with your pain, trusting that God will hear your cries, that God is merciful and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And the next tip Pastor Kevin offers is straight from the Bible too, for Christians who have this call to forgiveness, and it is this, confront the offender. Do you know this? It's in scripture. It's a biblical approach too. One of my Quaker friends in leadership in a Quaker congregation says that her church uses this all the time. It's called eldering there. And it follows this passage in Matthew. Here's how it goes. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, just between the two of you. And if they listen to you, you have won them over. If they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. That's eldering. And it's important for us to remember that Christian forgiveness does not ignore wrongdoing, certainly does not ignore abuse. Instead, it asks us to be bold and to address conflict, and to ask for accountability. You do it with the self-awareness of the log in your own eye. That's scripture too. But you move with confidence and approach the offender with love and as part of a community of care. And after all, it shouldn't be that hard for the offender to admit a wrong. After all, we Christians are pretty practiced. At confessing before one another before God one of my pastor friends tells the story of a congregant who got out of hand at a meeting who was offensive who was angry who was gruff who made some mean personal targeted statements the next Sunday she found him by her office door and he had pulled off a sign from a nearby table, and he was hanging it by his heart with a grin on his face. And the sign from the nearby table read, lost and found. We are forgiven. Now, Pastor Kevin's final point is that for Christians, forgiveness is not an option. And he draws this point from scripture too, when he says, Jesus offers us this thought to ponder. If you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Or try this from Matthew's gospel. When Peter came up to him and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus, said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Pastor Kevin says that he had to learn how to forgive one day at a time. And by that, he meant, for instance, I would wake up on Monday and I would forgive. But then Tuesday would roll around and I was still wrestling with that hurt and so I tried to forgive again. And again. Till day by day I had completely forgiven the wrong. That's a new take on the 70 times 7. One offense, but many days spent in prayer. Friends, the Christian call to forgiveness, it's radical. It's not easy, but we should never give up on the power of the Holy Spirit to transform our hearts and open our minds. We should never give up on saying it and praying it and doing it. Like Stephen in the passage, if we fix our gaze on Christ, even while in pain, we have hope that the heavens will open And will show us the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And after all, that's what we're about. Trying to see Jesus. And with prayer, and with other people, and with persistence, we can fix our gaze on Christ. And we'll see the one who offers only absolution. And not condemnation. Remember from our communion our confession liturgy. Who was in a position to condemn? None but Christ. And Christ died for us. And Christ rose for us, and Christ reigns in power over us, and Christ prays for us. Friends in Jesus Christ. We are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L dot org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.